everybody let's turn that down and get into this podcast for you you got birdie online here now we are talking to you about jigging the wrecks which you saw on our recent episode of season four <laughs> i gotta get the question mark into that going so fast episode 28 fishing off the east coast of australia catching some awesome kingies and even that snapper yeah we all know what that did at the end anyway uh, if you don't, check it out on the uh, 7 Plus catch-up on the Plus platform. You'll be able to check out Season 4, Episode 28 of Jigging Rex, Catching a Variety of Fish. Um, I want to talk to you about in this podcast all about the gear that we use. Now, I know we just sort of breezed over it within the show, but there's just so much to it to suit different styles of fishing, you know? Like, if you don't get it right, then you can really put a damper on your day. But the simple fact is, if you remember watching that program, you would have saw a good mate of ours, Timmy Harris, getting into the kingies. But he was using a heavier stick, like a you know, Staragash. I think he had a Stella, uh, 25,000, this huge reel. Uh, and, and put on to that was a 300 uh, jigger. So we're talking a really solid outfit. But that also created just so much resistance when you're trying to jig. Because you've got to think about it. If you're out there, you're jigging away. And you're using so much power trying to get a jig that's three or 400 grams in weight. Mind you, we are fishing 107 metres of water. You can imagine the strength that you've got to have in your arms. So it really does knock you up quite quick. So there are ways around that that can help you and give you a better ability of actually enjoying the jigging, right? This is what it's about, enjoying the jig. So we're going to get jiggy with it in this particular podcast. And what we're talking about in this case is about this product that I love to use, and it's, of course, it's Shimano. But I was recently introduced last year, the boys from in Sydney there, uh, Leroy and Aiden, gave me a, a, a rod and reel to try out. And it's it's sensational. You can get it down at your local Anaconda store, of course, and it's the Shimano Osha Jigger. And it's got a over, overhead fall control jigging system on it as well. So what this is, it's a 2000 NRH G, HG being high gear. Uh, it's an overhead, okay? So look, your spin reels, you can run like your Saragosas and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, great. But the overhead gives you an ability to catch and hold and control your fish, your lure, and your action, which is something that is really, really a necessity uh, when you are going to be jigging in these depths of water. So for me, I find that if I'm going to be running that particular real i really need to understand what i'm going to do with it okay so basically what i'm trying to say here is that having a reel that's quite small it's not cumbersome it allows you to jig a lot longer but with lighter lures so in saying that if you are running lighter lures we could be running 80 gram or 100 gram tim was running 300 and 400 grams now i like to use I guess I like to use in my measurements, if I'm going down, uh, say, 10 metres, I'll run 10 grams. 20 metres, 20 grams. 80 metres, 80 grams. 100 metres, 100 grams. And it just instantly, you're a third or a quarter lighter than what Timmy was running, but still catching just as many, if not more fish. 
Because you're not running something that's so big and cumbersome. You're running something so small that the fish just want to nail straight away because you are running that jig. In these cases, I'm running a jig called a Shimano Wonderfall. Now, the Wonderfall, as Leroy Horton from Shimano says, why do they, why do they call them the Wonderfall there, Leroy? And he says, because they fall wonderfully. And I was introduced to this lure fishing 700 kilometres off the eastern Queensland coastline under a, a reef out there called Wreck Reef out near or halfway between Australia and New Caledonia in the middle of nowhere. And the, these lures, I mean, you look, realistically, you put a, a Coke can on the, on the Indian jig with a, with a hook and you would have caught something, but these lures just got absolutely bricked all the time. So to have that lure drop down into that depth, you're not going to run your standard braid. Now, your standard braid's going to have a... It's much thinner diameter and stronger than monofilament. We know that, right? But now there's newer braid, right? There's newer braid that is even thinner than the pre-existing braid and stronger. So go figure that. What it's called is Shimano's OSHA 8 PE braid. Now, it's a really good braid. Oh, I think it's incredible, this stuff. Uh, basically what it is, it's, it's, uh, it's got your colours. So every 10 metres is a different colour. It goes orange, red, green, blue, uh, all these different colours, yellows and all that sort of stuff and red. But in between every metre on that 10 metres of colour, there's a little white dash goes for about three inches long. And that little white dash is the difference between one metre to the next metre. So you're going to have 10 white dashes in that 10 metre colouring zone. 10 metres in the red, 10 metres in the green, 10 metres in the blue, etc. And of course, then what you do is you look at your sounder and you're going, right, I'm in 107 metres of water. Therefore, you can work with me on this. You're going to go through 10 colour changes, right? There's your 100 metres. 10 by 10 is 100. And then the last seven is you can then work out by dropping that one colour range down and looking at those little white increments. One goes past, two goes past, three goes past, four past, five past, six past. And then the seventh one, you will know that your line is in the zone. It's pretty much on the deck. If there's a bit of current, clearly you might have to let out a few more metres. But that particular braid is so thin, so thin. It's, in, it's intense. It's so amazing. A PE3 or PE4, okay, PE4 is 73 pound, right? But it's it's a third of the thickness of your best braid you're going to get out on the market anyway. So it allows you on these smaller overhead rod uh, reels that I've been running that you would have seen on the show, Season 4, Episode 28 of Step Outside, is that we're running this really small reel, the OSHA 2000 NRHG. It's a jigger reel. We're running this line, PE3, which is 58 pound. Your PE4 is 73 pound. I like the 58 on this reel. So I'm running that with this small 80 gram jig. Okay. Yep, I was fishing 107 meters of water, but we had no bugger all current. Therefore, I didn't have to go to 100 grams. I thought 80 grams is enough, and it worked perfectly. So it allows you to get that lure down to the depth where the fish just want to monster it. Nothing too big that you need arms the sign of size of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, no, 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 no. You don't need that. What I'm running here is just light lures, light tackle, small lures, D 
deep water and you will get fish. You will get a whole plethora of fish. Now, when it comes to the rod, yeah, this is all new stuff. This is so cool. And basically what we're running here, it's called the Shimano Grappler Type J Slow Jig. Now, I like the grapplers. They're they're just really awesome. You can get them in the spin and you can get them in the overhead. But for us, of course, I'm running the overhead here. So this particular outfit I find is uh, it's an essential rod that allows you to, to put this reel on, but it has amazing power. Now, the power on these particular ones is what you'll find is that they've got the, the new uh, twist kind of weave in the blank. It, it holds resistance to wanting to turn. It gives you better fighting capability. It really loads up, therefore giving you pinpoint accuracy on the jig when you want to sink the hook. Okay, and at the same time, you're feeling everything because run you're running an overhead straight through the runners. There is no bail arm. You've got to imagine if you're running a spinning reel, okay, the, the bail arm is turning in a rotating action. Therefore, the line is on your finger, off your finger, on your finger, off your finger. Generally, when it's off your finger, you're not feeling it. Well, you can't because it's off your finger. So you're going back to the rod tip. Okay, you're hoping for that strike that you can get hooked up straight away and you're not going to miss it. Whereas with an overhead, total different kettle of fish. You are in control from the time that lure leaves the rod tip to the time it hits the deck to the time you start doing that nice slow jig back to uh, you know a third of the depth back up and therefore dropping back down. So having that rod, that reel, that combination is going to allow you to have a better time jigging. Now, if you go across a, say you come across a, a, a school of snapper, right? Snapper, I, I love fishing for snaps. They're, they're awesome. Generally around snapper, you're going to find your pearl perch. And of course, those in WA, you, you know, you get your dofish and all that sort of stuff as well. But, you know, your amberjacks, let's talk amberjacks. They're found over there and over here. Is that these particular fish love to school around pinnacles. They love to, to annoy bait fish. Okay, same as your kingies will catching in the show is they love to school around bait fish balls. Now, if you are running a very large lure, like I mentioned before, is you are becoming quite tired by jigging, jigging as fast as you can and so erratic, and then you drop it down, you take a breath, and then boom, you get, you get hooked up. It's, it's fun. It is great. <laughs> Done a lot of that stuff. But with new technology, it allows you to get that lighter outfit down to the depth where the fish are not really accustomed to something that's only a, you know three inches long and just moving ever so slightly like a butterfly. <laughs> a butterfly action in front of a, a fish that just wants to eat you. It's a no-brainer. So I, I do urge you to get out there and try that. Now, when we are fishing the wrecks, you've got to work out where the fish are hanging on it. Now, this particular wreck... It's in 107 metres of water. The wreck is about 150-odd metres long. It's big. It was torpedoed back in World War II. I believe it was like a cargo kind of ship and a uh, moving in, a, 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 I guess, a, a flotilla of, of naval ships. And this one is at the back of that. And uh, I believe it got hit by a, a Japanese sub. They did put a diver down on it. A diver went down. You can check it out on YouTube. It's called the, uh, the Limerick. And you can see the fish where they are. And he even wrote in his journal, this diver, that the fish hung off the eastern or the stern of the boat. Now, the boat's sitting on its roof, okay? So it's basically upside down. 
there's one propeller, the other one's just got the shaft. Obviously, that's gone from whatever, blast from the sub, who knows. But the, the actual deeper end of the, of the wreck is where the fish schooling. Now, on the bow end, which is the western end, there were no fish. I never got a bite, and I fished there a few times. Never got a bite. Halfway along it, you get a, you get a couple of fish. Hanging back off it, you get your amberjack. Hanging on it, you've got your kingfish. So having a really good sounder setup is going to be a necessity. Now, I run Garmin on my stuff. I love the Garmin. I'm running a one-kilowatt transducer, and that tranny allows me to get down to the depth there and, and ping back any any movements on the fish. And I'm running a 12-inch um, to a 14-inch. I've got a, I've got a 12 on the back deck of the Surtees and a 14 on the, on the, in the helm. So, you know, you're always in, in tune with it. I've also got the Yamaha Hellmaster uh, system set up as well. So basically you can uh, go on fish point or drift point and just basically your boat will stay there. It's an electric engine uh, capability that it's gone through to your Yamaha outboard. Okay, so basically it's doing a thousand different gear changes every second. Uh, is it good on the gearbox? Well, I guess time will tell. But uh, it allowed us just to be on top of that wreck, you know, I guess at that time when you need to be, and that is dropping your jig right on it. So you go a little bit above it, depending on the current, and then drop down onto it. When you are fishing these areas, you've got to have really good fluorocarbon leader. Um, there are two different types out there that I like to use. You've got tough and you've got supple. Supple is a, a really good, easier uh, line to tie with, particularly if you're going for those flutter-type jigs or those slow-type jigs, because you don't want something too rigid that's going to take the action away from the lure. Okay, um, if you're going for say a popper across the reef, you'd go tough trace in my view, because you're pulling that lure through the water and jet blasting the spray in front of the cup face to attract the big GTs or coral trout or whatever big Chinaman fish, whatever. So you need that tough line. When these fish grab it, they're going to run straight to the reef, razor sharp, and you need to have that highly non-abrasive fluorocarbon to try and get them back out. That's awesome. But when you're going, I guess, a little bit more finesse in the jig, that's when we're starting to run the supple. And running 60-pound is awesome. 80-pound is great. 100-pound starting to get up there a bit. So you'd want to run about that 60 to 80-pound would be ideal. Okay, I think that's more than enough. However, in shallower water, drop it down to 40-pound. 40-pound uh, is awesome in shallower water. But when you start getting around prickly bottom, Obviously, you're going to have to go that little bit, little bit heavier. However, in really built up, stressed out areas that has a high amount of pressure put on it because of the local boating fraternity could have a you know, hundred boats coming out of this port fishing that one reef. You can imagine the fish get a little bit spooked. Therefore, you go lighter, and that's just the simple way of fishing: is go lighter, you get the hookups. Um, the heavier, generally, you, you don't get as much. So there is a chance you're going to lose the fish, but of course you, you've got the better chance of getting more hookups and then it comes back down to angler capability and of course it also comes down to the rod and reel that you are running. Now I want to get back into this reel if I can real quickly for you to understand exactly what it's doing. Now what it basically has, it's got the overhead fall control system and it, it allows you that if you want that lure to fly down to the deck, you just put it straight into free spool and then drop that lever which is your full control system, back into neutral. And it just free spools straight to the bottom. You have to put your thumb on the spool to stop the overrun. But if you want to get a little, just slow it down a touch, you do have that lever there. It's like a lever drag in a way, is you just push the lever up just a couple of little centimetres or a couple of millimetres, and it's going to have 
a better fall rate on your lure. Therefore, it can control it and becomes quite smooth. And that's awesome. Okay, I think that's a really cool thing for you as well. So again, you know, that 2000, I think it's a great medium-sized reel. Uh, I have seen the larger 3000. It's a, it's a nice reel as well. Um, but the, And the smaller 1500s, I think, a little bit too light for that depth of water. Uh, in shallow, when you're running, say, micro jig of, of 30 to 40 grams, maybe up to 60, uh, that 1500 is, is perfect, or even the 1000. Uh, but if you're going up to that next size, that's why I think the 2000 is an intermediate size reel that will do the job for you through and through. Now, I've caught some massive fish on that, all the way from, you know, uh, 20 kilo kingfish roundabout figures to uh, 8 kilo snapper. And and a few other different things as well on the micro jigs. So it's a good way to do it, of course. When you are running your jigs, it's super important to understand how the jig works. Now, if the jig is going to be a flooded jig, clearly you're not going to be ripping the bejesus out of ripping the shoulders off your arms or ripping the lure back up through the column of water in such a rate that the fish are just seeing this little dart thing flying past their head and not understanding what it was. So you'd really want to just I'm going to it's more of a uh, I, I guess it's a kind of a reaction bite to the fish. Because they're sitting there and you've got this lure just dancing around like a butterfly, remember, in front of its face, it's just going to go, oh, yeah, okay, and then it'll follow it along and then just smash it and eat the whole thing. So that's a good thing, okay, I love it. Whereas uh, other bites, like if you're going really heavy action on the, on, the, on the jig, is that the fish want to eat it, okay, because they're seeing you drop your big knife jig, 300, 400 grams, into this bait ball, you can see your fish surrounding the bait ball and your Garmin sounder, right? And you're ripping it out. You're ripping it out ever so hard. This jig is flying up through the water column, left and right, left and right. And then as you drop it back down, generally it'll flutter back down, but you'll it'll go pretty quick and you'll get a strike as well at times. So that that's more of a feeding bite, right? The fish is following it out of that bait ball. Whereas if the fish are just sporadically lined across the bottom of the deck, okay, of the, of the ocean, around a wreck or anything like that, those small micro jigs, the flutter style jigs or the wonderful jigs in this case, the Colt snipers from Shimano, those particular jigs there is just a gentleman jig. So you're just going like flick with your rod tip, flick with your rod tip, flick with your rod tip, bang, you're on. It happens so fast, but it's so easy. It's an easy way to jig and actually enjoy yourself without having too much stress on your outfit or more importantly, your body. Now, if you are looking on your sounder, look for bait balls, find the fish around it, get it set up correctly. Otherwise, you'll be out there. You've gone through all the, the, the time, the patience and the money to get there. Now, you really got to understand your gear. Make sure your drag set right on your gear, on your uh, rod and reel and, of course, your braid lines and make sure that you've got plenty of sharp hooks. Now, these particular lures come pre-rigged. There are only small hooks. Don't be surprised and don't be deterred and by thinking, oh, I need to cut it off and tie another one on that's bigger. No, you do not. Okay, they generally come with two hooks. That's right, you get two hooks uh, that are attached to the wonderful jig. So that'll do you justice and that'll be enough because they are super sharp and trust me, they'll easily go into yourself. Done that, been there, done that, get them out fast. they only got small barbs on them so you can get them out quite easily. Um, so that's a really good, uh, good lure to use as well. Well, that pretty much wraps it up, guys. I just want to talk to you about the gear, the outfit, um, where you're jigging, what you're looking for and the action of getting that jig to work correctly. If you can't get it to work correctly, then you're doing something wrong, all right? Basically, if you've got fish on the bottom and you're just flicking that tip, again, episode 28, season four 
of Step Outside with Paul Burt on 7 Plus. Check it out and uh, just do it on your phone or on your computer while you're at work, you know, in that break or whatever. Just have a look at it and you'll be able to see the action on that particular outfit that we're running and compare that to Timmy, who is running that heavier, big Stella on the heavier three to 400 jig rod and, of course, that three to 400 gram lure in 107 metres of water. Man, it's, it's tough going, but it worked well. But I can tell you now, the micro gene smashed it. Kicked it out of the park, 10 to 1. Yep, that's exactly right, 10 to 1. Well, that's it for today's show, everybody. Hope you've enjoyed it. Of course, got something out of that micro-jigging special. And, of course, you can check it out. All the last episodes and past episodes of Season 4 or Season 1, 2, and 3 of Step Outside with Paul Burt on the 7 Plus platform. And any gear you need, everything we talk about, can be bought at your local Anaconda store. Get down there and see the experts in the game. We'll see you next week, everyone, when we, of course, step outside. And as I love to say... May your rod bend off and everyone. See ya.